This is the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. Inside, you'll learn how to build, grow, and scale your digital marketing agency all from the comfort of your favorite coffee shop. Let's get started with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Digital Agency Insiders Podcast, the podcast that gives you an inside look into how entrepreneurs built and grew their digital marketing agencies. I am Tabitha Thomas, your host, and uh, we release new episodes each and every Tuesday. So if you like learning about how digital marketing agencies make their business work, hit that subscribe button. So let's jump into today's episode. Today, I have with me Tyler Gillespie. Tyler pro uh, helps product size service businesses via consulting and co-investing. He has been involved in business building and growing service businesses for over 15 years. He recently built and sold a productized service business, contentpros.io, and is currently sharing his journey of buying and building 300editors.com on his blog. He is also the host of a brand new podcast called Productized Snacks. He's been an owner, a president, founder, co-founder, CEO, COO, and it's currently something he likes to call thinking time chief. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Glad to be here. Super excited to have you with us. So, uh, so you've been at this for a while, for several years. So what made you want to become an entrepreneur in the first place? And, and what in the world is thinking time chief? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I've originally kind of got pulled into the entrepreneurship kind of game or lifestyle per se, just family was involved growing up. Grandparents had businesses, my dad had a business, so always helping them. And traditionally all their businesses were more service-based. Um, okay. So that's really how I kind of got pulled into more offline services um, with property management, vacation rentals. This is the type of business my, my dad ran. Um, so that really kind of set the foundation um, to yeah, customer service, sales, customer experience, um, a lot of these things that um, actually translated really nicely into, you know, as I worked and brought them online over the years. Um, so that was kind of, yeah, the extent. And early on, I um, just ran with that and, and also started a few offline businesses and um, at a pretty young age. And that's kind of what kicked off the, the journey. Yeah. Sounds very similar to mine. My both my grandparents and my parents and all of my siblings all have businesses. So <laughs> it's nice. kind of that's the only thing you ever see. You know, it's a possibility. So exactly, yeah. When that's your environment, that's your surroundings. So mm -hmm. it's just natural. That's where you go. Yeah, it is totally right. So so tell me about thinking time chief and what is that all about? Because that's an unusual way to uh, to classify yourself. What's that all about? Yeah, I think, well, for me, it's, um, I mean, titles can mean all sorts of things. And that for me is really my way of prioritizing, um, pausing, thinking, and pushing myself to just ask better questions. Um, and specifically, really trying to find root problems of the issues that you're going through. And in, in most cases, people are solving problems for just what are called symptoms and not the real root causes and real issues. So it's separating those two in, in many cases. Um, so yeah, I mean, that originally stemmed from reading a book called The Road Less Stupid um, okay. by a gentleman named Keith Cunningham. Um, an amazing book, definitely recommend picking it up. 
Um, just a really all around, just great book full of ton, ton of good questions, et cetera. So he's been kind of my mentor from afar. Um, and he has a process in the book called thinking time. And he has a five step process that he kind of, kind of teaches and walks you through and you read the first part of the book. Um, and I just kind of ran with that and been using that, um, trying to consistently do a thinking time session every, every two weeks, you know? Gotcha. So how long is it? Twice a week. Okay. So how long is those sessions? Yeah. I mean, they're meant to be anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and you kind of run through, um, a series of, of questions. Um, and I can get, I guess I could go through those kind of briefly, but, um, the first is like, you know, maybe you're, you go into it with an intention and you have an issue or a problem or something you're trying to solve. Um, so, you know, the first part is checking your assumptions. Um, and he has kind of a process to go through and, you know, is what you're assuming actually true? Um, the next part is kind of properly evaluating like second order consequences. Um, so if you do X, um, there's potentially an upside, which most of us always see, but then Mm -hmm. there's potentially a downside as well. So you want to evaluate that and then can you actually live with the downside? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a good one. And then the third one is separating problems versus symptoms, which I kind of alluded to just a second ago. Mm -hmm. Um, because oftentimes uh, what we think are the real problems are just the symptoms. Um, and then, um, the fourth one is, um, creating a machine. Um, so taking all those and actually creating a solution. Um, and the fifth one, man, it's kind of skipping my mind here, but, um, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Um, but yeah, that's essentially, you kind of go through these, these, these processes and you just sit there, you think you journal on it. Um, it's just a dedicated time to run through and, and solve problems with kind of a, a little bit of a structure to it. So it's living with intention, basically you setting down intentionally thinking through things and finding solutions for those. Exactly. Like it. I like it. So uh, productize my service. What is that? And uh, how did it come about? Like you said, you family had a service-based business. So how did this one come about? Yeah. So I think since that first one with the family, it started a couple offline businesses and then transitioned online and was doing a lot of digital marketing, started an agency originally. And um, I think um, when I came across kind of the idea of productizing your service, um, I think it was originally I read Built to Sell, which is a great book, um, if you've read that. And um, he kind of alludes to productizing um, the, the service of the story in the book um, of the gentleman he's kind of walking through um, and kind of just hit me and just made me realize, you know, I mean, I think a lot of agencies and a lot of service businesses, you know, don't have clear scope, clear price. They say yes to everything, you know, all these common service business traps, um, mm-hmm. which can be great if you just, you know, for cash flow and getting a lot of customers in, but then you almost are creating this chaos um, and a machine you really don't want um, is very hard to scale and very hard to scale without you. So the idea of productizing is really just um, kind of the opposite of all that. And, um, you know, clear scope, clear price, um, very niche. Um, imagine selling a service that someone can just come on your site and purchase just like they're buying something off Amazon. Um, so it's kind of the core idea. Gotcha. Um, it doesn't fit exactly to every type of business, but I think if you can 
approach um, and look at your service business or agency or freelance business or consultancy in kind of that way, it can really mm -hmm. help you kind of build the systems and operations and structure positioning in a way that actually can help you scale um, whatever that looks like for you and, you know, your, your goals for your business. So um, that's essentially what we did with our last business, the, the content writing service. Um, and we were able to kind of build that up, scale it um, to a point where my partner and I were only working about an hour a month. Oh, wow. Um, so it was uh, very nice. <laughs> and uh, we didn't have any intentions of selling it. Honestly, it was running, it was, had a great team in place and you know, growing month over month. And, uh, you know, we, we built it with the intention of just putting the systems in place where we could sell it if we wanted to, but, um, and then just so happened, my partner wanted to do some different things and, uh, we explored selling it and, um, yeah, we're able to do that very quickly. Um, so since then I've kind of transitioned, like you said, and productize my service.com is essentially sharing a lot of this, these ideas, um, with, um, service businesses and helping them, um, kind of go on that path of taking their service business as is and transitioning it into more of a, a productized kind of model, if that makes yeah, sense. Well, yeah. it makes total sense. And working like one hour a month, I thought you were about to say week. And when you said month, my jaw kind of hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I can see why you didn't want to sell that. If you've got a, a profitable business where you're only working at one hour a month, that's uh, pretty successful in my eyes. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I can imagine. So what makes, because you said it's not necessarily for every type of business. So what makes an ideal client for productizing their services? Yeah, I think everyone in some aspects can productize their service or apply some of the principles um, to their business. I think it really depends. I mean, there's, there's, it depends really on your, the goals of, you know, what you're trying to do with, with your business. Um, you know, some people are very creative and they want that kind of creative element, like depending on some types of agencies, et cetera. Um, I think when you're productizing it, you are kind of creating these bumpers or lanes you're staying within in many ways. So that might not fit kind of some people's goals in some mm -hmm. ways. And they may really just enjoy. I've, I've also worked with a lot of people where they just, they enjoy just doing all the work themselves and they don't want to build a team and scale and scale it, but they can still productize, you know, part of their offer, their pricing, their structure. Um, so I think that's where it kind of, it depends on kind of what you want to, what your kind of end goals are for the business you want to build. But yeah. in any case, I've always seen like you, you can still, you're still able to apply a lot of these principles um, to your business. That's going to help in many ways. Yeah. So what are some of the first steps when you're, when you're working with somebody and you're teaching them how to productize their service? What are some of the first, first things that you do with them? Yeah. So we've got what we call kind of a productized audit. Um, we kind of walk people through to kind of get an idea of, of where some of the glaring holes are in their business. And there's a lot of like common things um, <laughs> that kind of come up over and over again that most people um, and we've alluded to some of them. I mean, you have, you know, you know, scaling issues. Um, they're saying mm -hmm. yes to everything. Um, they've got a ton of different price points. They might be sending proposals, um, you know, so they're, they're kind of customizing things. So essentially we're, we're auditing and finding these areas as well. Do you have recurring revenue? 
um, or you're sending invoices, um, you know, so things like this, we can have some really easy wins by, you know, leveraging some technology and just kind of revamping how they're looking at doing, doing certain things. Um, and then as well, their offer, it needs to be very consistent across the board in what they're offering. And, you know, when we look at it, I'm trying to see how can we offer what you're doing for a fixed price um, mm -hmm. in a fixed scope and a fixed timeline. Um, and um, those are, those are some of the initial things that really try to, when we work with a service business, I'm also trying to get them to think like a SaaS company, mm. you know, and, and also um, position their, their service like an e-com company. So someone can buy on your site, just like Amazon, but then you have, you're taking a lot of the aspects that make a SaaS company so valuable, you know, with recurring revenue and subscription based model. Um, and you're thinking in, you know, lifetime value and all these different things that are, you know, baseline things if you're running a software company. Um, and now it kind of changes the way you look at your, your service business. So those are some things that we kind of, you know, try to tackle, um, not all at once, but, you know, we're, you know, first audit, we find kind of the glaring holes in the armor and then mm -hmm. we can kind of like chip away at, at ironing those out. Gotcha. So how long does the process take from, you know, initially talking to somebody and walking them through, <clears throat> walking them through everything to where they actually end up with something <laughs> like, that. I mean, it's gotta be a process and it's gotta take some time. Yeah. Cause I'm assuming if most of them are like most agency owners, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a, a battle to have them let go of certain things. Uh, so how does of that course. go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the short answer is it, it's, I mean, there, there is a little bit of a timeline, but, um, really because everyone's coming in at different points of the process, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think for us, typically, since I'm mainly working with people who aren't starting from scratch, um, they typically have something, they've found some product market fit. They've gotten some traction. They're typically maybe doing at least three to 5,000 a month in MRR. Um, and you know, then we can kind of help mold some of their service. So, we kind of, we have this checklist and we kind of work through and, you know, it might take, yeah, three, six months, 12 months to fully iron this out. We really push to kind of, um, you know, get them out of the business as much as possible as the ultimate goal. Um, you know, if that aligns with where they want to be, but yeah. we're finding that out and then we're just kind of implementing all these things because when you start doing this, you're actually, the business is going to be a much more enjoyable business and it's going to be worth a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen a lot of businesses that we work with, they'll start and, you know, if we were to evaluate their business, it might be a one to one and a half X multiple. Um, you know, cause we kind of look at it. We're like, Hey, if you were going to sell this business today, like what's this the value is the multiple yeah. you would get because you don't have any of this in place. And, you know, by the time we're done working with them, you know, it could be anywhere from a three to four X, multiple, um, you know, which is a great place to be because now the business is just worth a lot more and has a lot of the systems and processes in place. So yes, I think six to 12 months is pretty reasonable to implement a lot of, to turn around a lot of bad habits and implement oh. some good things to start putting yourself on the path. It also depends on the entrepreneur, how fast they are, the resources available, you mm -hmm. know, how willing are they to get out of their own way in most cases. Um, that's gotta so, be the hardest part right there. Yeah. Yeah. Some people just run with it. They know what they want <laughs> and other people it's, it's a little harder, but, um, everyone's on their, on their own journey, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's the, uh, what's the story behind Applause Lab? Yeah. So that is, so when I sold my last business, um, it's funny because you think this is amazing. You go from doing, I, I mean, I was working not much, but you build this thing and your identity is kind of attached and then you go to nothing. Yeah. Um, it's like you, you sold your baby. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's not talked about. It's good problems to have, not, not complaining at all, but it was just kind of like, I went through a phase where it was like trying to work and figure out kind of what, what to do next. And so this was kind of, if you could say a playground to just work on a project. So applause lab is essentially a video testimonial service for e-commerce companies um, where we help help them capture video testimonials and produce them um, kind of on autopilot. So nice. um, yeah, it's, it's part technology, part service, um, kind of a tech enabled service um, is probably a more correct term, but they, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really fun business. And what's cool is I'm pretty much running that, applying a lot of things that we're talking about teaching and and you know productizing and then i can use that as a case study an example to you know people that i'm working with or in our private group etc so um that's been that's been really fun as well and and uh, yeah it's, it's a cool little business i'm excited to you know keep keep growing that well, that's awesome so that leads to the next question which is do you ever have clients cross over between the companies like they use multiple different ones oh we have had more of like people who are in our group um, that I work with, they'll, a couple of them have signed up for Applause Lab mm -hmm. um, and I'll give them like a special rate because um, we're working together. But um, yeah, there, ha there has been a little bit of a crossover there for sure. Oh, it's got to be nice. Got to be nice. So what is the process for figuring out rates uh, or pricing for clients for determining, you know, that set price so that it is productized? Yeah. Um, that's, Tough that question. Is a great question. <laughs> I think Cause I'm sure it's different for every single. Yeah. Let's take a different angle at it. Um, yeah. I think the pricing is going to really depend on what you're offering. I think the way I look at it is how I always am trying to shoot for, you know, a 65% gross margin. Okay. Um, and that's what we kind of recommend that a service business kind of hits. So um, that kind of helps you back into pricing in some, in many ways, right? Because um, if you want to hire, you know, you know, really good contractors or a team or however you have your business set up, you need to make sure that you have the proper margins and you can kind of, um, you know, structure the pricing based on that. So that knowing that, that can kind of help you back into um, what your pricing could be. And a lot of people that start with us, their, their margins are in like 40 to, you know, 40 to 50% could be less. Like it's mm -hmm. just something that they didn't think of. So we're chipping away and trying to work on increasing the, the gross margin um, that they have on their, their services or overall across, you know, many services. Um, so, and that helps us back into like pricing and how to structure um, as well. So gotcha. that's kind of where I start. That's good, good advice to have and a good number, good um, percentage to, to start with. So, um, so how are you finding clients for your productized business? Where are you finding people and, and, and agencies that are looking for that type of service? 
Yeah. So um, we just launched the podcast. Um, so we're doing some like um, content, content creation. Um, I also um, helped co-run a, a, a Facebook group um, okay. called Productized Community um, that uh, I kind of helped co-run for about a good year with my buddy Robin. Um, and um, he's kind of fully running that now. Um, but we, I post a lot in there and, and share, share content. So Facebook group was definitely good as well. Um, so, so those are really the only, those core places that are driving, you know, potential people interested. I also do podcast interviews kind of like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and those have been some great, um, kind of avenues to generate interest and connect with people as well. And we haven't done any paid media or anything like that. Um, and I also have a, an Instagram account as well, where I post thinking time graphics, okay. um, which, which you might like as well. And it's kind of taking concepts and ideas and visualizing them in graphic form. Uh -huh. um, so they're kind of like many little business lessons um, as well. So we've been growing, growing that Instagram channel as well. So that's been kind of fun, but those are kind of the main areas um, that we're marketing to build kind of a, an audience. Gotcha. So tell me about the podcast. Since you mentioned that there, then it's brand new. What made you want to do the podcast? And with it being new, when does it release? Yeah. So talking about getting out of my own way, it took a bit <laughs> to get that off the ground. Jeez. Um, yeah, I think I had the idea of it like eight months ago and I actually recorded a few episodes and I just didn't have, I think timing just wasn't, didn't have some good processes in place. So I actually have like 30 backlogged episodes, um, currently, and we just released the first one a week ago. Oh yeah. Um, okay. And, good. And so it is live and it will be kind of rolling out every my goal is to do an episode a week. We might pre-release some of them because if we did that, we'd have about seven months of content, which is a great runway, but I want to get some of them out there a little sooner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea was just, I mean, one, I, it's a great way to connect with people. Um, and um, I, I also do these, <laughs> I do these breakdowns, um, which is kind of interesting. So in my group, I have a, um, every month or every two weeks, I do a productized breakdown where I'll actually sign up for another productized service, um, as a customer and I'll break down their entire business and look at their funnel and their follow-up emails and how their service worked and what they're doing for marketing and et cetera, and put it into like a report. Uh -huh. um, so a lot of, some people that I interview as well, uh, you know, that's part of the process is including their interview and the breakdown. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, but I think overall, it's just great because I can connect with so many other service businesses um, that are working on really cool things. And I think that was the the big kind of driver for me. Um, what was that? Um, and I know it's kind of more of a long term play. And, yeah. you know, but I think that in, in the interim, it has so many great benefits. So that was really the the core driver behind launching the podcast as well. I I've never done one before either. Oh yeah. So, so you're, you're going in, you're breaking down other people's products. Are they, they're not paying you to do this. This is just something you're doing for content purposes. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. is incredible. So how do you determine which ones you're going to go in and review? I mean, do you get suggestions or is this stuff that you just find interesting? Yeah. So right now the driver for my decisions is two things. One, like I'll post in my group 
and ask mm -hmm. them, you know, like, here's some I'm considering um, as well. Like this month, for example, there's a lot of people that are, you know, really trying to grow with like the, with lead gen and, and getting traffic and doing maybe outbound marketing, um, LinkedIn, cold email, et cetera. So my breakdown this month is going to be focused on that. Uh -huh. um, and then I also try to see what correlates, what can I actually use for applause lab? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, so I'm not just signing up for something that I can't use. So I'll usually use applause lab as a company signing up and then I can actually use the service. Um, so we did a great breakdown on ad zombies. Um, if you're familiar with that business, not. um, which ad was zombies. really, really cool. So we have a full breakdown on their business. They, they, they're, they do about, I think 800k a month um, oh, wow. and all they do is write copy for facebook ads um, for other agencies um so that was a really interesting wow yeah business and then um the one i'm doing this month is on cleverly.co which is a linkedin outbound um kind of lead gen service um and they're doing anywhere from a 300 to 500,000 a month just doing linkedin messages for um different different businesses i was about to say that sounds so familiar where do i see that it was one of your links i was like i've seen that name somewhere <laughs> i think you oh. sent me a link over when we were signing uh talking about doing this podcast okay so. cool yeah maybe i did mention it yeah so those have been really fun and i think those will you know I'm, i've really been enjoying it plus it's awesome to just connect with those people see how they're running their business see what is working what isn't um, and then I can share that content as well with the group and the breakdowns have been really, really cool. So, so um, what all do you cover in the else. breakdowns? Um, well, we're looking at their overall business and I'll send you one after this, if you'd like to just, yeah, I would love out, to but, link it into our podcast notes for sure. Yeah. So typically, um, yeah, we're covering their business an overview, of course, the actual interview with the owner, um, and then below, we're also breaking down some of their operations. So like from the customer side, so I, I don't have access to their business, but from an outsider, I can kind of mm -hmm. see um, like what are their systems from signing up to going through? Do they have an onboard? What kind of their onboarding flow? They have an onboarding call. Um, what are the email follow-ups they send? Um, how do I actually sign up and pay? So all those are documented, screen recorded. Um, and then... Um, what else? Uh, we're also looking at the technology they're using. So we use built with and some other tools to actually see what are they actually using? Um, what are they running their website on? What tools are they using for project management, et cetera? Um, so we're breaking down that those. And then we're also looking, are they running paid media? Um, so via like Facebook ad library and LinkedIn ad library, you can look and see what ads are they running right now? Where are they, those ads going? Um, so we can get a pretty good idea. You know, I don't have full access obviously, cause I'm just, well, I think uh, it's neat that you don't have full access. So you're yeah. just a consumer that's coming in and, and just dissecting things. And I think as exactly. a business owner, that's gotta be very, it's gotta be really good information for them because when you're in it yourself, all you, you see it from your point of view. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see it from the customer's point of view. So that's gotta be incredible. So do you reach out to these business owners and say, Hey, I want to dissect your business and then talk about it. Do they, how does that conversation go? <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them are totally, I mean, like, um, Ken from ad zombies, we did had a great interview and just really transparent. I mean, he yeah, told me all of his numbers, like 
Um, so some people are just, you know, an open book, which is really, really cool. And they'll share customer numbers, revenue numbers. And um, so that aspect is really awesome. Um, you know, cause I think all of us can learn so much and uh, from that side of things. So typically I'm doing, you know, working with people and doing breakdowns where they, where they are very transparent. Um, if someone is really closed off and doesn't want to do any of that, then, you know, I can move on to the next company as well. Yeah. So in any of these interviews is stuff that you found, was it things that they could come in, they took your information and changed what they were doing in their, uh, in their business and changed the business for them? That I do not know. Not, no. not known yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they did or not. Um, you know, a lot of it too, it's not, none of these, the breakdowns aren't even, I mean, it's not, they're not negative or anything. It's more of like, you know, my opinion and seeing what they're doing, oftentimes what they're doing really well. Yeah. Um, and then things they could improve, you know, as well. But I don't know if they, if they actually ran with if implementing implement or changing them. anything. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting to know. Yeah. As I definitely. do more and more of these, maybe, you know, I'll circle back around. Reach out. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So uh, if you could give some advice to your younger self, you know, somebody's just starting out as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, I think the first thing that kind of comes to mind is just, yeah, try more stuff and, and not worry about what, what other people think. You know, I think that is when you're younger, that's definitely a hurdle um, to overcome in many areas that maybe took me longer to kind of, you know, push through. Um, so I, I think, think we all have to get to a certain age before that hits where you just don't care anymore. <laughs> Not that you don't exactly. care, but you don't care whatever the people think of you. You're just like, I'm just going to just, I'm going to be me and it's going to be okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, that would be. That would be kind of, I think the first thing, you know, maybe give them a copy of the road, less stupid and, you know, just, you know, be on my way. Yeah. Good. That's good advice. So, so do you have any other projects or companies that you can tell us about anything you got going on or coming up besides the podcast? Yeah, no, I, I mean, the main thing is, you know, I'm running productize my service and the group that I have there, which has been a lot of fun to kind of help all these different service businesses is called productize mentor. Oh, okay. um, and it's just a closed group that we, we kind of collaborate and, and have biweekly calls and share these breakdowns and resources and et cetera. And, and then uh, applause lab is really kind of the, kind of the testing um, ground of, of businesses for me. But those are, those are the core projects I'm, I'm really enjoying both of those. And, um, I think the only other thing is, I mean, the ultimate goal for me as well as obviously helping people in the meantime, service businesses related. Um, but I'm also looking, as you mentioned in my intro, um, to invest in some of these businesses as well. Like I really want to find these different service businesses that have potential great entrepreneurs running them and, and then make small investments into their businesses as well. Um, so we've done a couple investments already. Um, but I definitely like want to keep, keep an eye out and finding cool businesses like that to, to partner up with. Yeah. So that's one thing we didn't dig into is the 300 editors.com on your blog. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So that is, this will, this will actually go the opposite direction here. <laughs> um, that was a business we bought 
Um, it, we rebranded it to proofreadingpros.io. And okay. it was, it's actually a business we closed down. Okay. So yeah, so recently we did close it down. Just it's, yeah, for many reasons, it just wasn't the priority. Um, and um, performance-wise, just wasn't doing it. Um, so we just allocated resources in some swear. other ways. But gotcha. it was but it was a cool service, but it just didn't get the traction we wanted. Gotcha. So you were you being very transparent on putting it on your blog and letting people watch you along the process? Is that what that was all about? Yeah, exactly. So during the time that we had that business, um, it was definitely very much that. And that's what I try to do with Applause Lab as well as sharing, you know, we're building out some outbound systems for, you know, LinkedIn and cold email right now. And I'm trying to share all that in our group um, because I think everyone's at some point doing some aspect of these. Oh, um, true. So yeah, that's I love that, that, that you're like, transparent. You know? I love that you're transparent because people can learn. I mean, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast or I do this podcast is that you learn so much from listening to other people and seeing what they've gone through. And it either encourages, encourages you to do it or keeps you from doing something stupid. So <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah. yes, yes. So one of the last questions that I always ask, is there anything that you're currently reading, watching, or listening to that is helping you grow as a, as a person, as a human being, as a leader, uh, besides the, the, the road less stupid. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've got, you know, honestly, I, this year has been really about creating over consuming. Um, so that's been kind of the motto this year. So I literally have the road less stupid, like marked up. You can see it here, actually. Actually, it's probably right in front like, of you. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know, really kind of falling apart here. Um, and I reference that a lot for just different things and how I'm helping different people, but um, not consuming a ton, to be honest. Yeah, it's that's it's not mainly, a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, there's some little things here and there. I mean, I'm loving, um, I don't know if you ever listened to the Naval podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Naval is a kind of a philosopher, investor in Silicon Valley. Um, but he has a podcast that's like one to three minutes an episode. Like they're just short snippets of him just talking and just gems of wisdom. Um, In so one that, minute. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely check it out. It's just N-A-V-A-L-L and uh, he's got some good stuff. And so that one's like, it was like little bite size snacks you know it's it's yeah. nothing crazy um but yeah th those are really the only things i'm kind of consuming at the moment um and reading um and just really focusing like i said on just creating and podcast to you know these thinking time graphics i told you about and helping members so that's really kind of been the core of the focus Gotcha. Well, before we started the podcast, we were also talking about the fact that you are living in Columbia right now, which is incredible. <laughs> so what do you do in Columbia for your off time? What do you do for fun around there? Oh, man. Well, non-quarantine days. <laughs> yeah. So before. They, yeah. Depending when you're listening to this, um, it's, it's a very outdoor city. So very mountainous, very green um, it's on the equator, but also at 8,000 feet. So it's in this weird kind of place where it's very cool, um, rains a lot, but I have two dogs. So I, you know, 
trek around the city with my dogs. Um, I also love to salsa dance. So great place to be for that. Yeah. Um, there's a great nomad community um, here as well. Just entrepreneurs building other businesses here, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, those are the main things. I play a lot of chess. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, try to do as much outdoor stuff as possible. Um, yeah. So right now it's kind of killing me a little bit, you know, a can't little get outside bit. as much as I want. Yeah. I think it's killing all of us right now, no matter where you live. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So where can people find more information about you? Where can they go to find more? Yeah, I think um, productizedmyservice.com is a great place. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram, which I'm on any of the socials. That's probably where I'm most active. And that's just at productized mentor. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so very much uh, for being on the show, Tyler. I've enjoyed getting to know you and I'm a teeny bit jealous that you're in Columbia and not stuck here in the States, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, super excited to have you. And thanks for sharing your uh, business insights with us. Thanks so much. All right, guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. You've been listening to the Digital Agency Insiders Podcast. For more tutorials on growing your digital marketing agency, make sure to visit digitalagencyinsiders.com.